Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, you can do better. Go ahead, go ahead somebody. Do you love the Lord? Go ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen the men. And amen the ladies. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Wow, what a joy. Che amon, I love you Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I love the way you never change. Hallelujah. And I love your name. Jesus the same. Yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. Well, I'm here to take an offering and I don't want you to just give but you need to be guided by the word of God. Hallelujah. It is the word of God that will never fail. It is the word of God that God keeps fulfilling. Hallelujah. And as you are giving be guided by the word of God. Amen. Please turn your Bibles with me. If you will to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 51. And this morning I want to welcome all of you to church. Amen. Yeah, we have had a uh, showers of blessing. We had showers of blessing yesterday and also today. And it's making the weather very conducive for living. Hallelujah. We want to welcome all our uh, visitors all the way from Limpopo. Are you here? Will you give us a wave? Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together for them. Put your hands together. Wow. Wow. I'm sure we are going to give you the lighters welcome after the service. And we want to also welcome all those who have come all the way from Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape to be with us. Oh, give it up for Jesus. Put your hands together. You are most welcome. You know, I'm sure by the time we are closing, the weather will be very bright so you can go for some sightseeing. When you come to Cape Town, don't just return. We have the Table Mountain. We have Chapman's Peak. Yeah, we have Signal Hill. And uh, Lion's Head is also there. The 12 apostles are waiting for you. And you need to keep, go to Cape Point to see where the Atlantic and the India Oceans are meeting. There are a couple of things you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. So 
Father, make a brighter clouds and fair weather. Amen. So those who have traveled will enjoy the beauty of the city. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So rest assured, by the time service is over, the sun will be on, it will be brighter, and we'll be able to have a little sightseeing before the day ends. Amen. Okay. We want to take our scripture from Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. I'm reading from verse number 11 and 12. The small exhortation is entitled Everlasting Joy. Hallelujah. May God give you everlasting joy. May your joy not be short-lived. May you have joy galore. May your joy continue for a long time. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 51, I'm reading from verse number 11. It says, Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. Hallelujah. I see everlasting joy coming upon your head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Hallelujah. May sorrow and mourning flee in the name of Jesus. Whatever has the ability to cause you pain and let you cry and be sorrowful, may the Lord cause it to move away from you in the name of Jesus. Verse number 12, Bible says, God is speaking. He said, I, even I, I am he that comforted you. Are you there? Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die? And of the son of man, which shall be made as grass. Hallelujah. In other words, God is promising us everlasting joy. Hallelujah. And he continued to say that I am the one promising you the joy. So if for some reason you think that it will not happen, think again. Hallelujah. You Sometimes we cry our own cry. Sometimes we know even issues in our lives that we call them our personal, my sickness, my issues. But God doesn't want you to personalize any of such things. He promises everlasting joy. Do you know that sometimes when you have something nice, sometimes you are eating something nice and it's about to finish and you are not full. It's very painful. How many know that feeling? It's like, ah! And you don't want the thing to finish. So you delay the eating. You'll be eating around the food. But I see you having enough of something that is nice. Hallelujah. Sometimes your nice dress is one. Sometimes your nice dress is one. And when you wear it, people say, wow, it's beautiful. And you wear it again, it's like, wow, it's beautiful. And you wear it again, wow, it's beautiful. And there's not another, one and alone. So you don't know whether you should wear it again. (laughs) You don't know whether you want to look beautiful, but the the, the JC has become a JC. 
You can be identified with what you wear. But the Lord said that don't be worried. I promise you everlasting joy. That means you'll be able to change your wardrobe every six months. That means you will buy a wig when you want to. You have one wig. Now you have worn the wig. The wig has become like a, a police hat. You take it and you just wear it. Then you pin it over here. But I see you having a weave on. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everlasting joy. I said everlasting joy. I said everlasting joy. That means joy that will last. That means joy that will last. You know, at the end of every month when you are paid, some joy comes in the system. Some people, their joy lasts up to the fourth. And some people, even their joy does not enter into the next month. You know how it is. By 25th, 20, if you work in a good place, it depends on also where you work. Because when you work in a good place, by 27, they should have paid you. But some of the people, they pay you uh, uh, 17th for the previous months. May God change all such situations in the name of Jesus. And some of us, before we even receive our monthly salary, it's already finished. So, the joy is short-lived. The, the month is ending, but there's no joy. There's no excitement. It's like the month is ending, but I'm already finished with the money. But God comes and says, don't be worried. I promise you everlasting joy. I said everlasting joy. Your joy will last in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I like how he says it. Go to the verse number 11. He said, you will return. Let the redeemed. The redeemed, the one, those who are saved. He said, you will return. Okay. And come with singing unto Zion. Hallelujah. May people hear your singing. You know, when you are happy, sometimes you don't even know how the, 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 the song begins. Anytime you are trying to find a key and the key doesn't come, it means you are not happy. When you are happy, even in the washroom, when you are bath, you see that you are singing. Oh, you, are, you, are, you, will be, you will be singing. Hallelujah. May you have a song. And some of the song is not a song that has been composed. It's your own composition. How many understand what I'm talking about? You add sometimes four songs is in one. You add one here, you add a verse here. You don't even know the song has not been composed, but you sing it yourself. I see you singing. Hallelujah. And not only that, Bible says, an everlasting joy shall be upon your head. Hallelujah. May the everlasting joy that comes from God be upon your head. That means you will not be worried. That means you have peace of mind. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you are eating, but you, you calculate the things that after even the eating you need to do. It doesn't allow you to feel the actual taste of the food. Because you are eating, but after the eating, there are a lot of things you need to do. The issues that does not allow you to be happy. So your joy is short-lived. But God comes and says that I promise you everlasting joy. Hallelujah. And they shall obtain what? Gladness. Tell somebody I will be glad. Tell somebody I will show you my joy. 
tell somebody my permanent my permanent feature will be joy. You know, when somebody is describing you, they shouldn't say that, oh, when you go to church, look for the lady who is always squeeze her face. <laughs> it's not a good description. They should be able to say that, oh, no, you, when you see those who are on stage, you see them on stage, or the dancers that they come, there's somebody who is always smiling. Yeah, that is the one. They should be able to describe you that you have permanent joy. Hallelujah. And it says, sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Do you know, agents of sorrow and mourning are poverty, sickness, death, mm? yeah, crisis, accident. So God says that agents of sorrow, say sorrow and mourning will what? Flee away. And let all the agents, whatever, sickness, pain, accident, even sometimes lack of employment, Loneliness. You have walked alone. You've been alone for almost 38 years. It is ending in the name of Jesus. It is ending in the name of Jesus. 38. And the guy who is also talking to you, you don't know. It's not straight. Today he says, I love you. The next time you don't hear from him a month, then he comes. You don't know. Bible says, sorrow and mourning will what? Flee away. Verse number 12. Then he comes and he says that if you think I am one of the people who say things and cannot do it, think again. So God introduces himself. You know, I belong to God. Do you know that? You, you cannot say I will do. I, no, I belong to God. That's why his name is I am that I am. All of us, we say we we will do something by the grace of God. But God says that I, even I, hallelujah, I am he that comforted you. Who art thou? Thou shouldest be afraid of a man that should die. He said, don't be worried. Don't be worried about what a man says and the threatens and the issues of life. People say, no, do you know? I will not promote you. He said, don't be worried about a man. Because he can boast, but tomorrow he will not be around. He can say so many things, but he will not even be able to execute it. And of the Son of Man, we shall be even as grass. I mean, he said, we are like grass. Today we are here. Tomorrow we are gone. Today we are here. Tomorrow we are gone. So if you cannot trust God, and you cannot believe in his promises. And you are so concerned about what man will do to you. And this, you, he said, man doesn't even know when he will die. As a matter of fact, none of us knew how we slept yesterday. I don't know. I don't know whether you know how you slept. Do you know the exact time you slept? You only get to know when you wake up that you were sleeping. When you wake up, they say, I have been asleep. That's why the first thing you do is you watch them. You want to see where you are. Because you don't even know where you are. And any time I wake up from my bed, I begin to thank God. Because you could have continued. You could have continued. You wouldn't even know. You could have continued. Hallelujah. And God promises and said, I promise you everlasting joy. Don't be afraid of a man 
Who doesn't even know how to wake up, how to sleep? Who doesn't know the future? Ten minutes from now, we don't know what will happen. Two days from now, we don't know what will happen. A year from now, we don't know. You know, when uh, 2020, when the 2019 was ending, pastors and prophets had declared the year of prosperity, the year of excellence. They, they did not know that COVID was coming. Even pastors, prophets, um, we are doing this, but the church was closed. We all, we, all of us. Hallelujah. That's what I said, don't be afraid and don't be worried about man. Hallelujah. Are you ready to put your trust in the ever-living God? Amen. Amen. So I want you to pray with your offering, with your seed, with your tithe. Lord, this is my covenant. You promised me everlasting joy. You say that sorrow and mourning will flee away. Hallelujah. One day a wife asked the husband, he said, will you ever be free? You are told, when will you have joy? <laughs> it's like one problem after the other. One issue. Sometimes when you are there and even there is no issue, you think that, hey, is everything okay? Because you are so much used to tension and issues. But I'm telling you, a time is coming in your life that God will fill you with everlasting joy. Amen. Whatever will make you joyful, God is going to grant it to you. In the name of Jesus. So take your offering, take your seat, take your tithes, and begin to pray. We are praying that, Lord, everlasting joy, everlasting joy, let it be our portion. Whatever is the agent of sorrow, agent of uh, sadness, agent of mourning, sicknesses, pain, diseases, hey, poverty, Ah, Mahuta, Leando Sote, let every one of it be rebuked. We pray for your healing touch in the name of Jesus. Whatever is the source of pain and whatever is the source of worry, the anxiety, let it end in the name of Jesus. We pray for everlasting joy everlasting joy. You said you will grant us gladness. Fill us with joy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. Oh yes, we are here to honor you with the first and the best, with our tithe, with our offering. Let it be pleasing to you, Lord. Oh yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, how you said, honor me with the first and best and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Lord, you said when we give, you will cause men to give back unto us, shaking together and running over. I pray for your people. I pray for myself. Remember my tithes. Remember my offering. Remember my seeds. Remember my giving and let everlasting joy, let everlasting joy be our portion, joy in our homes, joy in our family, joy in our children, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the life of our aunties and uncles, our siblings, uh, hey, our nephews and nieces. Lord, we lift our seed, we lift our offering, we lift our tithe as a covenant, oh, for the everlasting joy that you have promised. In the mighty name of Jesus, you said weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We pray for your joy. We pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to give. 
We give because we love you, and we love you because you first loved us. Let this seed be pleasing to you, and let everlasting joy be our portion. Let sorrow, mourning, and its agents be far from us according to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Okay. Ashes are going to go around, and those who can also pay straight into the church account, there's our church account number, there's also telephone number, you can do e-wallet, you can do whatever. As we take our offering, the tithes, let's welcome the dancing stars. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! Are you happy to be in church? David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I hope you have been blessed uh, by the singing, the dancing stars. Uh, somebody, if you are not part of any group, you can see that you can be part of one of the groups in church and get to work for the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that the sower went to sow the word of God and some fell among thorns, some fell among rocky ground. But some fell among good ground and bring forth fruit. And the word goes on to say that the, the seed is the word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody rise to your feet. Rise to your feet with Jesus' joy. With Jesus' joy. Last week, our pastor spoke about Jesus, the Savior and the healer. You might have known Jesus as the Savior, but Jesus is also a healer. And that same Jesus is here to heal your life, to Come and meet you at your point of need with Jesus' joy, giving honor to whom honor is you. Rise to your feet, clap your head, let us welcome Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Thank you for the gift of life. And thank you for where we stand. Let all the glory be unto your holy name. May all that we are and will ever amount to never cease to sing your praise. Lord, we worship you. We adore you. We lift your name on high. And we say, have your way. Heal our bodies. Deliver us from every distraction, sickness, pain. And Lord, above all, let your will be done this morning. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, I have seen the couple in church. My, my, my. Beautiful. Beautiful. Those who were not able to come yesterday was a fantastic day. God joined together a beautiful, wonderful couple, Mr. and Mrs. Gina. Will you give us a wave, a wave, a wave? Wow. Oh, stand and give the church a wave. Wow. Wow. Oh. Keep waving with the left, with the left, with the left. Yeah. That's right. Oh, keep waving, keep waving. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's right. They will bring us greetings. Please be seated. You know, some of us, we went to the moon. It's been my wife. We went to the moon. It's almost 20 years. We don't know the new inventions and the development and the things that they have done. I'm told that there's new construction in the moon. So our brother and sister, they are about to travel to the moon. By the grace of God, Elon Max has made some spacecraft that can go to the moon. So they are going to go to the moon, and they will bring us um, news, updates on the developments, so that those of us who have not been to the moon for a long time, you can also update your system. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. I told you that your Saturday will also come. Yesterday was our sister's Saturday. And I'm very sure that your Saturday is also cooking. Very soon we will see your Saturday. You should have come and see your group, Dancing Stars. And those of you who are not in any group, try and join a group. Jessica is a part of the Dancing Stars. So I think that she was dancing. Sia saw the moves and said, no. This moves looks like somebody who will do well. Hallelujah. Yeah, so who knows? If you join the dance sisters or the choir, somebody will see your moves and before you notice your Saturday has come. So join a group and God will bless you. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. So I started sharing with you how you can become a strong Christian. How many remember? That is the subject that we started for the month of November. How you can become a strong Christian. Amen. So the first thing you need to find out, whether you are a Christian to start with, before you can find out what even uh, you need to do to become a good Christian. Are you there? Is there a need to be a Christian? Yes, there is the need to be a Christian. And if you are, you notice that just being a student is not enough. But being a good student. So whatever there is in this world, whatever there is in this world, it is not just good to be one, but you need to be the better part of it. So when you come to even drivers, we have good drivers and a very bad drivers. When we come to mothers, we have good mothers and bad mothers. If you come to fathers, we have good fathers and bad fathers. If we come to doctors, we have very good doctors and very bad ones. There are doctors that they are very much interested in money. So whatever it is, they will put you, they will let you be on admission. Because when you are on the bed, then the days, more. You pay for the bed, you pay for uh, different things you will eat and they will get. Sometimes somebody is pregnant. She's going to deliver. She can have spontaneous vaginal delivery. But the doctors know that, look, if a, she delivered by herself, no charge. So by force, they will do DNC or they will cut you. And, you know, so when you have, you will never know what it means unless you have a bad example. Lawyers, we have good lawyers and very bad ones. Yeah. Sometimes you have a case, but they know that a case, look, 
it, it will not even stand. But because they need a lot of money from you, they will not tell you that, you know, this case is a bad case. Let's just go and arbitrate and solve it in the house. They are interested in what they will get. So they will say that you have a very good case. You can win. We, you will win this case. It is almost 90% sure that we will win this. Meanwhile, they know that. And for two years, they will be milking you. You see, when you see lawyers, it is like uh, um, somebody, a lawyer, okay? If you have a case and you have bad lawyers, it's like a big cow, milk cow, that somebody is holding the tail and another one holding the horns. And the lawyers are at the down milking. Can you see the picture? Yeah, it's like you pull. You are pulling by the tail. Somebody also thinks that it's winning by the horn. But the lawyers are at the down milking. You just pull and push. So it is not just good to have a lawyer, but you need to have a good lawyer. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. If you are a student and you are not a good student, you notice that. How many are students? Yeah, but some of you, you don't even remember the last time you went for class. You don't know where your notes are. The only time you become serious is getting to exams. You have a card that you are a student, but you are a very bad kind of student. So in the same way, you can be a Christian and be a very bad kind of a Christian. Hallelujah. So it does, even the world, the world, when they want to employ you, after they have examined your qualification, they've interviewed you, done the shortlisting, and they know that you can do the work. They need to send you for medical checkup for them to see whether you are strong, whether you can do the work. Hallelujah. So it's not only your qualification that is needed, but they also do examination to find out whether you are strong to, enough to do the work. Are you there? So in the same way, being a Christian does not put the devil to flight. The devil is not afraid of just a Christian. The devil is afraid of a strong Christian. That is why the evil spirit, they asked the sons of Scavy, he said, Jesus I know. Jesus is a strong Christian. Paul, I know, but you, who are you? And, and, and seven people, one demon was able to beat them, wound them, remove everything on them, and they ran away naked because they were trying to cast out evil spirits. They said, we adjure you by the name of one Jesus whom Paul preached. So they did not even know who Jesus is. Are you there? Just as we are here, if I ask you to mention all the models you are doing this semester. If I ask what are the models that you are doing, you will say, hey, I'm doing four. You mention to the, 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 the next two, you will tell me when you go to uh, rest. <laughs> you need to check before you can tell me. So you are a student, but you are not a good student. Are you there? So we find out, is there even the need to be strong? Why you must strengthen yourself as a Christian? That is where we started. Now, 
if we've gotten, how many were here when we were talking about why you must strengthen yourself, why you must be a strong Christian? What are the reasons? I gave you six reasons why you must strengthen yourself. What was the first one? To overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. If you are not strong, you cannot overcome. So you need to be strong in order to overcome the wicked one. Is that not it? Yeah. So in, uh, we read it from 1 John chapter 2, verse number 14. It said, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him from the beginning. And I write unto you, young men, young ladies, because what? You are strong. And what? And the word of God abided in you. And you have overcome what? The wicked one. I'm writing unto you because you are what? Strong. So what makes you strong is the word of God. Say, I'm writing unto you, young men, young ladies. I'm writing unto you because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And because the word of God abides in you, you have overcome the witches, the wizard, the sangomes, the mutis. Do you think that there's no witch or wizard in your class? That is one of the reasons I always ask the student. You have come from your home and you are sharing a bed in your residence. You are sharing a bed with somebody you don't know. Do you know where the person is coming from? Some men have beads, amulets. Tell us they are wearing rings. They have eaten something. They have concussion. And you don't know. You say you are a Christian. You don't pray. You don't read your Bible. You are not strong. You are working at the office. You are going for different things. You need to be strong. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, I've written unto you, young man, because you are strong and the word of God abided in you and you have overcome the wicked one. What was the second reason why you must strengthen yourself? Because your enemy is planning to attack you again. That is why every December you have a story. Every summer there is a story. Every, you do so well until December. You do so well until you go home. You do so well. So if you are not strong when the enemy attacks you, Bible said that Jesus, even when he was tempted, the devil, he left him for a season. So if you think that you are born again and because of that you are free forever, it is not true. Bible says, when an evil spirit, unclean spirit, come out of a man, he will go and walk in dry places. And when he find no rest, he will say, I will go and see my room. So somebody's mother, somebody's father is demon's room. I will go onto my room and see whether, I mean, it's swept and there is nobody there. And Bible says when they go back and they see the person born again, but has not filled his heart with the word of God, he's not serving God, said they will go and call seven other wicked spirits. And they will come. You know, even demons do networking. I said the demon goes and takes seven other wicked spirits, and they will come and, and, and occupy the hosts. And Bible said the worst of that person, the, the end of that person is worse than before. So it is very dangerous to be born again and not be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. 
If you are born again and you are not strong, it is, it is dangerous. Because you can have demons. You were just smoking. Now when they come back, it will not be smoking. You'll be sniffing. You were just a petty uh, uh, thief. When you don't feel it, and you don't, when they come back, you'll be an armed robber. See that the level of that person becomes worse than before. That is why you must be number three. The third reason you must be. I'm just doing a recap quickly then. What's the third reason why you must be strong? So that you can run the race. When you see an athlete, there's no athlete that is not strong. Even ladies who are running the Olympics, when you see, I mean, you can call crazy, you notice that even a lady will overtake him. Chris, can you run with the ladies? But you see, you see a lady, they have exercise. Their breast has become chest. Can see that now the chest, their breast has become muscle. Because they want to run their race. And Bible says, let us run the race that is set before us. We taught patience, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our life. We are running the race of life. I said, we are running the race of life. Whether you will finish your race, whether you, you will not finish, it determines, it is determined by the strength. Whether you are strong. You have good things you want to do in this life. You have children you want to take care of. You have so many, your grandmother may be around, your grandfather may be around, may, different people. But if you are not strong, you are going to be cut off as, at some point. So you need to be strong. Look, don't think that life is fair. That is why your mother goes to uh, uh, shop right or checkers or pick and pay and buy goods. Maybe there may be things in the fridge for you. You may see beggars who are hungry. They've not eaten for two days, three days. They may be asking for something. And they leave the person and they bring the things to you who have enough to eat, enough to spare. Is life fair? If it is fair, then they should give it to the one who is hungry. So life, that's how life is. It's for the strong. Food is for the one who is hungry. Is that what the... No, food is for the one who can afford it. <laughs> the fact that you are hungry doesn't mean you can have food. <laughs> it's true you are hungry, but it's you afford, can you afford it? You see, people who cannot afford food, but they are hungry, and those who can afford, they can't even eat. Yeah. Are you here? So you need to run the race of life. You need to be strong because things are going to be thrown at you. If you think that the devil wants you to walk all the way to heaven without him making anything, you are lying. He's going to suggest things. People will offend you even in church. Somebody will step on your feet. Boys and girls were following you when you were in the world. You run to the church and you meet another person in the church. Who is worse than the one you met in the world? If you are not strong. Your mother and father have sent you. They've sold their uh, clothes, their jewels to bring you to school. You'll be surprised that you'll find somebody who can let you forget where you are coming from. And come and find a friend. That friend, even if he doesn't go to school, 
there is job. The father has enough to eat and to spare. And you, you know that you are the, your mother's hope. And you are making a friend with somebody who is not thinking. You are drinking with the person. You are in the club and you are dancing. You, are, ah. you need to be strong. Hallelujah. What was the fourth reason why you must be strong? Come again. I, I can't hear. So that you'll be able to stand in an evil day. Yeah. It is when things happened that we notice those who are strong. When nothing has happened, do you know that good people and bad people make mistakes? Bible says the wise virgins and the foolish virgins, they all slept. The fact that somebody is sleeping doesn't mean you should sleep. You see, they all made mistakes and they slept. But when they woke up, the wise virgins had enough of oil. Why are you sleeping? They had extra oil. You just be there and say, oh, we, we all don't pray. We, we. Who, you and who don't pray? You don't pray. Say, I don't pray. Don't, don't compare yourself to another person. They all made mistakes and they slept. But when they heard that the bridegroom has come, when they woke up, the foolish virgins did not have oil. Their light had gone out. They were now saying, can you give me something? Some people have studied, they have learned, they have done so many things. Don't compare yourself to them. Yeah. If you strengthen yourself, education, save money, different things make you strong in this life. And as a Christian, so we can strengthen yourself so that in an evil day you'll be able to stand. Hallelujah. Amen. When things happen, some people, when they go through things, nothing is left of them. They are like, they, they are like wood. When they go through fire, they are turned into ashes. But if you are gold and you go through things, you become brighter. Hallelujah. Be strong because an evil day is coming. Solomon spoke about it. He said, remember your creator in the days of your youth when evil days come not. Jesus said, I must work whilst it is day because the day is coming where no man can work. Are you, are you strengthening yourself? Number five. What is the second, uh, fifth reason why you must strengthen yourself? So that you can help others. Last time I was telling the children that they need to be strong to help their mothers and fathers because their mothers are weak. Yeah, some, some of you who should help your children, your children will have to come and help you. Because you don't pray. You don't do anything. I went there and I was teaching them, you know what? If you don't rise up and be strong for mommy, mommy is not planning to be strong. Daddy is not having any idea to be strong. That is why when we're young, when people are after us, we will run and go and hide behind the strongest person. Because when you are strong, you are able to help others. So if you don't develop spiritual strength, you cannot help. That's why sometimes our family, you see alcoholics, you see drug dealers, you see, I mean, different problems, cases. 
but you cannot help because you are not strong. But when you are strong, you can rise up and pray for your family members, pray for your cousins, your nieces, your nephews. Your, you pray for people when you are strong. Hallelujah. Amen. And what was the last reason why you must strengthen yourself? It's, it is wise. It is wise to be strong. That's what the Bible says. A wise man is strong. So it means a foolish man is weak. They don't want to say it direct. But the Bible says a wise man is strong. May you be wise. Amen. I say may you be wise. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. And a man of knowledge increased what? Strength. I see your strength increasing. So now that you know, how many want to be strong? See, now you know why. I mean, when you strengthen yourself, you overcome the enemy, you will be able to help and all that. Now, what does it mean? What, are, what does it mean to be strong? So I will just mention what it means. Because some people, if you pray or you come to church every Sunday, it's like, oh, I'm strong. Is that what it means? You see, when we say that somebody has finished the matric, it means something. What does it mean when we say that somebody has finished matric? Come again. He has written exams. And He's written exams. Yes, he has attended school. Uh-huh. Yes. He has studied up to where? Up to grade 12. Up to grade 12. Yes, yes. You see, so when we say that somebody has finished matric, everybody knows that the person did not drop off at grade 8. Hello? How many agree with what I'm talking about? But when we say that this person is a candidate, is finished matric, what does it mean? Help. One, just one. They've attended school for a minimum of 12 years. Minimum of 12 years. That you've gone through at least from, don't add grade, from grade one <laughs> up to grade 12. How many understand? Yeah. When we say somebody has finished matric, what does it also mean? It's become matured. It's become matured. Okay. What does it mean? They also have an opportunity to go to university. Okay. It means they have opportunity to go to the university. It also means, how many subjects do you do at matric? Yes, Abby? It means that they passed um, seven modules, I think. At least seven, seven subjects. At least. Because some people ask them to it. Do you understand? Some people, the, the mandatory one is seven, but others add to eight. So when we say that somebody has finished matric, we are saying that at least seven subjects the person has done. Is it okay to understand? So when we say that you are a strong Christian, what does it mean? That is where the confusion is. Because somebody may think that when you come to church every Sunday, it means you are strong. Somebody may think that if you pray, then it means you are strong. If you do one subject, one subject at grade 12, will you be, can we say that you have finished matric? At all, at all, Bishop. So that is where I want, today all we are trying to do is to know what it means to be a strong Christian. Because we can be deluded. We can deceive ourselves. Is a strong Christian the one? who is able to go to church every Sunday? Is it the one who is 
able to forgive offenses. Who is a strong Christian? Who is a strong Christian? Are you there? Because you may, you may, if you don't know what it means to be a strong Christian, you can easily be deceived that you are strong. You know, have you done an exams that you thought you have finished, but there was one question at the back? <laughs> 15 math question at the back. You have finished and you, you were like, oh, the, 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 oh, this question, this exams was very easy. And you are, you are blowing time. You are going over your work. But there is one question. Question five is at the back of the 15 marks that you have not seen. Or even 25 marks. It's always 25. Four questions. They said answer. Four questions. You've answered three. You notice that there's, there's, but there's one at the back. Then when you finish and you come out, and people say, did you see the uh, question five? So, what question five? So, oh, at the back, you see that you want to wee-wee on yourself. Say, hey, not knowing there was question five, you did not see. So, many people have thought that they were strong until they came into contact with something in life. They thought they were good Christians until something made them in life Then they noticed that they were not strong. They were broken beyond repair. Issues of life. Things that happen. Offense. Different things that people they loved betrayed them, maltreated them. Different things and they, they, they were heartbroken. Beyond repair. Because they were not strong, but they did not know until something happens. That is why we need to know what it means to be a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Do you want to know what it means to be a strong? That is all we'll do today and we'll go. Then we'll continue to really make sure that. So there are nine things that you need to have. Just as to finish a matric, you need to do at least seven subjects. To be a strong Christian, nine things must be present in you. Not only prayer, nine good things must be present in you. Then you can say that you are a strong Christian. So number one, what it means to be a, a strong Christian. And we'll be out of here. Okay, can we read our foundational scripture? Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, reading from verse number 10. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be what? Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world. Yes? And against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand in an evil day. Are you, are you there? And having done all to stand. So the Bible says that there is a reason why you must be strong. Because it said as a Christian, can you imagine that you are not even boxing? 
wrestling. How many watch those times? Rest Undertaker. And you watch all those kind of. You are not boxing. Now you are what? Wrestling. Bible says we are not uh, wrestling with what? Flesh and blood. We are not wrestling with flesh and blood. And wrestling means that you cannot avoid contact. Wrestling means that you are always, today, you are either going down or is going down. And, so, and the wrestling of a Christian is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities. That is what we spoke about. A principal is somebody who set what? Rules for the teachers and the students to follow. So principality, wherever you are staying, I don't know whether you did your assignment, that when you take a step, backwards and you look at where you are staying, you will see something that is prominent over there. Whether it's smoking, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's fornication, whether it's murder, whether it's uh, 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 scholism. <laughs> you, you, when you see that's the work of a principality, they organize, it is there. Principals, they are the one who set the rules for the school. Whether they will be assembled, the conduct of the school and the student is actually organized by a principal. But you will not see the principal. You will see teachers and you see prefects. So principalities, you will never see them. That's why you see that all the ladies in your area, they are all born one. They all smoke. They all drink. They all when you look, you take a step backward and look at what pertains. You know, as I gave the assignment, a lady told me, said, Pastor, when I looked where we stay, everybody there has lost their father. Said, I never saw it till you said it. When I look, hey, all the people there, not that the father is traveled, they dead in. I said, I don't know what kills them, but when I, I, all the people, all the fathers are dead. Principality. A principal. So the Bible says that you, if you don't take time, you will go to school, you have, you have first class upper, but your story will not be different from your local committee boy who did not go to school. Because the work of a principality, they organize to make sure that everybody conforms to whatever is over there. That's why I said that, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because you are wrestling. Can you imagine that you are boxing with somebody that you cannot see? Say, pardon, hey, who are you? Can, 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 you are wrestling, and that is what is happening. You may not see the principality, but there is rules. There are uh, uh, operations going on. That if you don't take time, you will become just like anybody in that society. Are you here? If you are a colored, you can smoke without even knowing why you are smoking. I say if you are colored, you are colored African speaking. You will smoke. It's like, how many have, it's like, it's like your... You smoke without even knowing why you smoke. Before you know it, you are removing your two front tooth. 
you can't even understand why you are doing what you are doing. You're preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, it's, it, if you ask them, I have some who got born again, and now they say, ah, what was I thinking? Now we had to go and help them to do indentures. Very expensive, because they have removed the tooth, and now he's feeling, when he's saying Jesus, this touch. This, that's a, you, you see now. You, you, you see now. In the name of the text. In the name of the you see. What are all these? And the next reason why the Bible gives us we should be strong is after principality, we have what called what? Powers. That is why some of us we can't find our fathers. A little girl with a muti. Yeah. Muti is a power. Something that overpowers your will. You want to go back to your wife. But something doesn't allow you. For 10 years, you have taken your luggage and you are somewhere with your pension money. When the pension money finishes and your legs are swollen, then you are, eh, eh, see that, hey, I need to go back. Power. That's why you can go for interview. You are the best candidate, but somebody else who is not as good as you. And you see them in the church. When you go to Cape Town, you see. They will say, Malam, Malam, Isa, uh, uh, something. Somebody who has not been to school before that can sit in his room and cause the verdict of a court case to change on your favor. You joke with it and think that there's no power. There's power. Somebody who does, he's not done law. He doesn't even know where the high court is. He can sit and change the case, the vet, it doesn't matter who, 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 who is representing you. And he will tell you, you will find your lost lover back. And who is the lost lover? You! You are the lost lover. Before you notice, you say you are born again, you have left your old boyfriend. Before you know, you are back, you don't even understand. Somebody say Tofiaqua. Lost lover. And you, meanwhile, you are praying, say, Lord, I'm born again. That's why you need to be strong. That's why you need to be strong. So that when they call your name in a shrine, you will not appear. One day I had a dream. That's why that I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw people. Hey! They were, they were doing mutis and different things. Then they were calling my name. And I saw the fetish priest, the sangome, said, mm, 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 mm. This guy, you cannot. Then I heard these people saying, Then show us a more powerful person who can finish him. And I heard it. Then he mentioned a name, he mentioned a town. And the, the place that the people should go. So even among the Sangomes, they know who is strong. So if you cannot do it, then show us somebody who is stronger than you. And you be there and be an empty Christian. You don't pray. You don't read. You don't fast. You, don't, you are there always eating 7 o'clock. 
you are brushing your teeth with food. You open the fridge, and nice lady like you, and you take the Coke straight from the bottle. You have not had your quiet time. You have not prayed. And you don't understand why part of your body is growing more than. So that is the second powers. Power. You, you do things that you don't understand. I have seen people stab and kill others. And after they sit down and they are crying. They have regretted. They don't know why they did it. That is called power. But we say we are wrestling against these people. Powers. And the third one, it says what? Rulers of darkness. Darkness. When darkness comes, there's also a pass on the principalities and a pass on powers. Anytime there's darkness, there's another group of entities, evil spirits that come. They rule just the darkness. That is not a club, maybe in the afternoon, but they will create darkness. They will create artificial darkness because there's rulers of darkness. That's so many bad things happen in the night. I'm robbery in the night. When was the last time you did something bad? It was in the night. <laughs> you even told them, oh, wait, when it is night, I will come. You even promised the person, I will come when it is night. Rulers of what? Darkness. And the last one, spiritual wickedness in high. Then the Bible, because of all these things that we are dealing with, you can win a contract that they don't want to. Look, people are doing tender, but you don't know where they are. They bring the tender document, you look at it, say, they don't even see the figure, say, it is for you, take it. It's for you. It's for you. Because the, where the paper is coming from, you don't know. The high places. You see, somebody has a pot under his bed or her bed. A pot. And then when they are going now, whatever they want, they take the pot and speak into the pot. That, and some of you, you are an effigy. Somebody has taken you and he has bind you like that. So when you are not a strong Christian, you don't even know what is going to happen to you next. Because you are like a free atom. You cannot walk in this world. As though, look, when we were young and I was growing up, I saw a man. He had put clay, white clay, all over his body. His hair, every part was white. He has put clay. And daytime, you see him holding a lantern. Then when you ask him why, he said, the, the, the world is dark. Hey! And the children, we, we always will be following the man, then they will be clapping. Because there was nobody like that. He has put white clay all over his body. And daytime like this, he will be holding a lantern and he will be going. When you ask him why, he said, the world is dark. I never understood. That even daytime, he needs a lantern. <laughs> the world is dark. You may not understand. You need to find out. You need to find out. Especially when you are a lady. You need to be very prayerful. Because somebody can mention your name and close a padlock and throw it somewhere. 
You'll be there before you notice. You are waking up from a bed that you don't even know who it belongs to. Because people have motives, powers, and different things. But when you are a strong Christian, hallelujah, none of these things will have anything against you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Be seated. It's a church. So, quickly, as we close. Now, what does it mean? Because of all these things, you need to be strong. Is that not it? So, what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean? Number one, to be strong, to be a strong Christian means to develop a deeper Christian life. To be a strong Christian means to develop a deeper Christian life. Amen. Some of us, you don't even know when was the last time you saw your Bible. If you are strong, you have developed a stronger, a deeper Christian life. You know, there's a church called Deeper Life. Yeah, Deeper Life. A stronger, deeper, deeper Christian. It's like you know what the Bible says. I'm doing this, I'm not doing it because of this. Hallelujah. Psalm 42, verse number 7, the Bible says, Deep calleth unto deep, at the noise of thy water sprouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Hallelujah. So deep must call unto deep. Amen. Yeah. Deep must call unto deep. If you are not a deep Christian, some of you, you have not heard from God before. You say you are a Christian, you come to church, you have not encountered God. You don't read your Bible, you don't know. Why you don't smoke? Why you don't drink? When they ask, why are you not doing this? They say, my pastor says. That means you are not a deeper Christian. A deeper Christian does not say, my pastor says. My shepherd says. You know why you do the things you do. And you know why you are not doing what you are not doing. If I ask the two of you, two plus two. What is two plus two? Four. Four. And you say, my teacher says. My teacher says four. My teacher says it's four. The two of them, who do you think is deep? This one knows that two plus two is four. But this one says, my teacher says it's four. So all the Christians who go about saying that, my pastor says. My pastor says we should pray. My pastor says I shouldn't drink. My No. Read your Bible and find out what God is telling you. So when your Bible teaches you, when people say that, oh, the pastor says, the, the church says, those people are not deeper Christians. They don't know. They don't know four plus four. They say, my teacher says it's eight. When will you know four plus four? When will you know two plus two? When will you know why you should pray? When will you know why you should fast? When will you know why you shouldn't fornicate? When will you know why you should forgive? Don't say that my pastor said I should forgive. My pastor said, you should know why you are forgiving. You should know why you are not drinking. You should know why you are giving your tithe. You should know why you are praying. When you know why you do the things you know. At your age, a graduate, you don't know why you are doing what you are doing. Then you are not deep. You cannot follow us at the age, after 18 years, a graduate, and you are doing things because people are doing it. You must know why you are here this morning. Hello? Yeah, that's what it means to be a deeper. To be a strong Christian means that you are a deeper. 
you have a, 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 a deep Christian life. A deep, you, you understand why you are doing. Yeah, you can also, you see small girls and boys. A girl who is not even beautiful like you, whose breast is not as nice as you, sleeping around. You are not tempted. You cannot say that, look, I have big up type of this thing I can use. You know why you are keeping yourself. I say you know why you are keeping yourself. You know why you are not doing. People, all your friends are lying, they are doing, they are cutting sides, they are stealing, but you say I will, not because your pastor says, your mother says, your auntie says, but you know the word of God says. God says this. Hallelujah. I see you being a deeper, having a deeper Christian life. I say you have a deeper Christian life. That is the first thing. Nine of them, then we are out of here. Number two, to be a strong Christian means you have become steadfast. Steadfast. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 58. Quickly. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. To be a strong Christian means you are steadfast. Now, the word steadfast was developed many years ago when there was no compass. It was developed by the British Army. You know, when they were traveling, Queen Victoria would send his army, and they noticed that sometimes the, the, the people, the sailors who get lost and die because the sea land, the sea is vast. So when you leave Cape Town and you are going to Port Elizabeth or you are going to UK, okay, and uh, uh, you, you, you need to take a course. If it is 80 degrees this way, you need to maintain the course. Because if you go off the course, <laughs> you just imagine, I, I, imagine this, I'm walking from here, I'm walking from this side. This is my course on this tower. If I maintain the course, I should end at where the two, uh, what do you call it? Fire extinguishers are. Do you understand? To be steadfast, it means you move like this. Even when your eyes close, you can move. But if you change course, so you are going here. But when you are not steadfast, you move before you notice. And in those days, when they are going on the, on the, on the boats, when they are sailing, there were no fridge. There were no... So everything on it, if it is pig, they are live pigs. Goats, live. Chicken, live. Everything live. So they take the number of... Because there is no freezer. There is no fridge. So if you change course, they know that from here to here... Seven days will get there. So they have taken enough water for seven days. They've taken enough meat, enough rice, enough everything for seven days. And you change course. You are not steadfast. You move even one degree from the course. Instead of arriving in seven days. You see that the seven days, you are still on the sea. Your goods are finished. You are about to die. To be a strong Christian means to maintain the aim, steadfast. 
we are moving from, from earth to heaven. If you change, you will end up in hell. We are moving from earth to heaven. Don't change course. You got born again to go to heaven. Why are you changing, changing course? After you have been in church for some time, can you say that you are forgetting why you are born again? Don't change the course. There's two destinations from earth to heaven and the other destination is to hell. You got born again to go to heaven. Keep the course. Be steadfast. Your ability even to come back. If you get offended, come back to the course. Come back to the course. Come back to the course. When you go here, you come back. You go here because you need to arrive. You need to get to your destination. Don't be a funny Christian. You have forgotten why you got born again. You have forgotten why you speak in tongues. You have forgotten how the blood of Jesus paid for you. A strong Christian is steadfast. You are not moving your eye from heaven. The pleasures of this life cannot. Now you are a Christian smoker. You are a pastor with a girlfriend. You are a shepherd. You got born again. You have left everything. And now you are, you are stealing. Hey, what has happened to you? Have you forgotten? Come back. Come back to the, to the cause. You cannot. Bitterness, you got born again. God forgave you everything. Now bitterness is making you. You become a Christian swearer. You swear. Yes. To be a strong Christian means that you are steadfast. You are maintaining the cause. Yeah. This world is not my home. I'm just uh, My wife, please help me. You have my voice. <laughs> help me to stay on course. <laughs> Hallelujah! Then we will sing. Born, born, born again. Thank God. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the water, spirit, and the blood, I'm born again. Born of the water, spirit, and the blood, thank God I'm born again. Goodbye, world. pleasures. If you are sleeping with somebody you have not paid a bullet for, it's, it's a pleasure. If you are drinking, there are pleasures of sin. I'm telling you. See, somebody who has not drunk before, you have not done, you said, oh, what is this? It's, no, 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 no. The Bible says pleasures of sin. 
Yeah, the Bible acknowledges that sin has pleasures. But your ability to say goodbye, I'm going, I'm staying on this course. I'm staying on this course. I've got heaven to gain. I said I've got heaven to gain. That is what makes you a strong Christian. Yeah. Like one guy said, a pastor, after I got born again, the lady I proposed to, who said no now, he says yes. What should I do? The lady says yes. Be, be seated. Be seated. I don't know why you are standing. Be seated. It's a church. I'm trying. A strong Christian stay the course. You are steadfast. That means you have the ability to come back online. Even when you veer off, you come back. When you go off, you come back. You go to the left, you come back. Go to the right, you stay on course. Hallelujah. Number three. To be a strong Christian means to become unmovable. You are unmovable. See, when you get born again, you see, the unmovable is different from being steadfast. Being steadfast is to move without going off or even coming back to the main course when you go off. But being unmovable means that you don't allow anything to take you away. Yeah. The same verse. It said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye what? Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Don't be moved by the pleasures of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible talks about Demas. Paul said, Demas have forsaken me, having loved the present world. The love for the world, for fame, for power, for money can move you. Yeah, that's why many pastors become politicians. You can be moved. You can be moved. You can easily be, you can be moved by offenses. You can be moved by bitterness. Different things can move you. Yeah, a strong Christian is the one who is not moved. There are things that when you remember, you want to, but no, you need to maintain the cause. Don't be moved. The way they spoke to you, the way you've been hurt, the offense, it's painful. Mommy can move you. Fame can move you. Prosperity, different things, the love of the world and the things in this world can move you before you notice you've forgotten even where your Bible is. Number four, to be a strong Christian means to become spiritual. Hello? To be a strong Christian means to become spiritual. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1, the Bible says, And I, brethren, this is Paul speaking, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Are you there? Yeah. Even as unto babes in Christ. So not even God. Paul, another uh, preacher, could not speak to some people because they were carnal, they were not spiritual. said, I could not speak. But the Bible says, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What does it mean to be spiritual? To be spiritual means that you walk on the word of God. To be spiritual doesn't mean you are spooky. I see something. No, that is not spirituality. 
to be spiritual means your doings and your undoings is based on the word of God. Amen. Amen. That is what it means to be spiritual. Whatever you are doing, you find out what is the spiritual implication of what you are doing. What does this mean in, in the realm of, of things? Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what it means to be spiritual. So when you take a decision and it is not backed by the word of God, you are not spiritual. So the more spiritual person is walking on more of the word of God. So if you are obeying 10 scriptures and somebody is obeying 100 scriptures, that person is more spiritual than you. Hello? Is it easy to understand? Yeah. That you need, you see, that's why Paul spoke and said that in the church, only two people should speak, spiritual people and prophets. Because if you don't understand what it means to be spiritual, when your member comes, who is 42, okay, and tells you that, look, my mother has advised me that as I'm not getting married, somebody's husband is interested in, in me. I should just give birth with somebody's husband so that when I'm old, the child will look after me. If you are not spiritual, you can. It's a good advice. Because, <laughs> oh, you are just giving birth with him. You are not taking over. you just giving birth with him. Yeah, because you are growing so that your child will look after you at your old age. You notice that it's an advice. But it takes a spiritual person. Hallelujah. There are so many good things that are not correct. When you are not spiritual, you will notice that. That is why pastors can tell people to, I mean, they see armed robbers, cocaine dealers, and drug dealers, bringing money to the church, but they are not able to stop them. Yeah. Jesus was so spiritual. If not, the day that wise young man came, he would have told him that, you know, originally I have said that there would be only 12 apostles. But now that you have come, there is going to be teaching. You are going to be the teaching apostle. Say amen. You know, there are things that people don't know. The original plan for God was for me to have 13 apostles. But... I thought that you would not come. That is why I made it. But now that you have come, come and let it be squared up. No. No. You know, pastors are funny when they are not spiritual. They are funny. They give reasons. But Jesus told the guy, the rich young guy, he said, go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. I don't need a 18 apostle. Your money cannot influence me. See, pastors prophesying most modern day prophets don't see missionaries. They only see you are having a car, you are having, you are traveling, you are doing well. It's as though, yeah, you are having a visa, you are traveling first class. Modern day prophets, they don't see what God is doing. They cannot say that I see, I see a green, a green flag with yellow inside. What is, what is, it looks like Brazil. It looks like God is sending you to be a missionary in Brazil. No. No. Modern prophets are always seeing people bringing you money. Money, come back to me. When 
when was the last time you heard a prophet saying that I have seen you? God has called you. You are going to suffer for him. When Paul was called, he was going to suffer. He said, go, you will be told the things that you must suffer. That's why people don't like our kind of church. So, hey, this church, when you go, before you notice, you are a shepherd. <laughs> if you don't take time, they will, you will suffer for Christ right now. You will win souls. You will pray at this church. If you don't, they will let you pray. You will pray for your family. You will pray, hey, this church. You have all night. Even what I don't like is you read your Bible. Yeah. They will say that join the prayer 4 a.m. You are, you are praying. You are doing your quiet time. Hey, bastard people. That's what they church. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Because I can, I can. Oh, I know how to prophesy. I have messages that will let you. I see, I see the Lord blessing you. Receive it one. Receive it two. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Shout yeah. You see the church is happy. But when I'm talking about you need to be a spiritual Christian. So, hey, pastor. Already we are struggling. We should be spiritual again. Hey. Haven't you seen anything? I have seen something. I have seen that you are a very strong Christian. You are spiritual. Defending your family. Praying for your loved ones. Praying for your uncles. That none of your family members will go to hell. Because of you. None, none, none of your family members will be found in hell. You will rise up with prayer. You will pray at night. You will pray in the morning. You will pray at dawn. You will be praying like nobody's business. You will pray five hours a day. To deliver your parents, to deliver your uncles, to deliver your friends, and to ensure that they will all enter heaven in the name of Jesus. May the Lord cause you to be a strong Christian. Become a strong Christian. I say become a strong Christian. Develop a deeper Christian life. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. And have a spiritual life in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. I will never be the same again. Oh, I will never return. Oh, yes, Lord. I've closed that door. Oh, I will walk the path. I will run the race. I will run the Deeper seas, Lord. Whatever you want to do, whatever you need to do, please do with me. Lord, do it in me. The glory of the Lord. The glory of God. Fill my heart. Fills my heart. And I will never be the same again. I will never. never be the same again. You will never be the same. You are becoming a strong Christian. 
Oh yes. You have closed the door to carnality. you want to do whatever you need to do Lord do with me Lord do in me the glory of the Lord the glory of God oh, glory of fills my life and you will never be the same will never be the same and I will never be the same never be the same. I will never be the same. I close the door to carnality. That I will develop a deeper Christian life. That I will be steadfast. That I will be unmovable. That I will be spiritual. Oh yes Lord. Oh yes, I will walk the path. I will walk the path. I will run the race. I walk the path. Moyando roshiki barababa. Ole ma sotele. Mosota bando roshiki baya. Jesus. 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 All eyes closed at this point. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you glory for showing us what it means to be strong. Please help us. Please help us. Oh yeah, that we will develop a deeper Christian life, Lord. That we will be steadfast. That we will be unmovable. Oh yes, the power of God is falling right now. Be healed wherever you are. Be touched. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Your change is coming. The power of God is healing. is touching you wherever you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will never be the same. You will never be the same. Whatever has kept you down. Whatever has become a depression. Hey, anguish, pain, sickness is going away. I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. You will never be the same. We close the door uh, to our past. And we walk the path and we run the race, Lord. There are deeper seas and oh, there are higher heights, Lord. Mahuta Sunday, Moto Soli Mamando, Liando Suta. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We give you all the glory. Please close your eyes with me wherever you are. As we close, you want to say, Pastor, I'm not even sure whether I am a Christian. But I want to be a Christian and I want to be a strong Christian. I don't want to be just a churchgoer coming and going, coming and going. I want my life to be purposeful. I want to be a strong Christian. But I want to begin by giving my life to Jesus. I want to be assured, oh yeah, that Jesus is my Savior. I want to be, I want to have that assurance. Will you pray with me, Pastor? I want to, I want to be a strong Christian. I want to be a strong Christian. If you are here. 
Perhaps somebody invited you. Perhaps you came up by yourself. Or you are even a member of this church. But you can see that yes, you have confessed that you are a Christian. But you don't know whether you are a strong Christian. We don't know. Am I really born again? Is Jesus the Lord over my life? All you want to say is the pastor pray with me and pray for me. Perhaps I'm off the course. Perhaps I'm not steadfast. I've missed, I've missed my course. Hey, and I'm heading towards hell. But I do want to come back on course. I want to rededicate my life. I want to be born again. Will you pray with me? All eyes closed at this point. All eyes closed. You may not even understand what it means to be born again. But all you want to say is that, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. That is the reason why I come to church. If you will pray for me and you pray with me. Close your eyes wherever you are and lift only your right hand high above your head and we'll pray together. All eyes closed at this point. Lift only your right hand. Only your right hand. You want to rededicate your life. You want to be born again. You don't want to go to hell. That is what it means. You want to go to heaven. Yes. You want to be a strong Christian. You want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Only your right hand lift it high above your head. Slip it high above your head. And I will pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand wherever you are. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. Let the grace of God that brings salvation appear unto your sons and daughters. May we, oh God, be saved and be delivered. Ah, and may we be kept on course until we see your face again in glory. I pray for everyone with a hand lifted, Lord. Please, if you have lifted your hand, I want you to do one last and move and come to me. My brother, come. My sister, come. Yes, yes, come. Come with your hands lifted. Come. Yes, my, my sister there from the back. Everyone, come. You lifted your hand. Come. Come, you lifted your hand, come. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Come from the back, come everywhere. You are, hey, you would never go to hell. No, you can't be in hell. Come from the back, come from everywhere. God bless you, 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 God bless you. Mahotaya Sante, Rokabarababo Teliande, Mosota Bande. You want to give your life to Jesus. Ah, you will not go to hell. You will be in heaven. When this life is over, Mando, Jesus, 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 Mahandelimosa. Father, we thank you. Please. I feel there are people who are still in their congregation. You want to make it right with God. Listen to me. Listen, there are people who are 80 years old, 70 years old, and they are alive and they are not born again. Salvation is a door. When the door closes, you may be alive and will never have the opportunity to be born again. Yeah, that is why we have 70-year-old men and women who have not been to church before, who are not born again because when the door of salvation was open. They thought that another time they could do it. I'm bargaining for your very life. I'm bargaining for your life. You are the one I'm talking to. Your heart is beating. Move and come. Move and come. Today, today salvation will be your portion. Move from the back. Yes. My brother, my sister, move. Jesus said, if you deny me on earth, on that day, I will also deny you. 
that when you acknowledge me on that day, I will also acknowledge you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Please, if you are here, bow your head with me and say this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. Wash me and cleanse me with your blood. From today, Lord Jesus, I repent from all my sins, from all my mistakes. I am sorry. I am sorry for all my mistakes. Please wash me and cleanse me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. I receive you into my heart as the Savior, the Master, and the Lord over my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son to save me. Say with me, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. Whatever you have in me, I refuse it. I reject it. I rebuke it. In the name of Jesus, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Please write my name in your book of life. I love you, Jesus, for dying for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for the life of everyone here. Lord, you said you will deliver us from the greatest distraction, hell. And this is what you have done. I pray for preservation. I pray for your spirit. Let every pain, sickness, illness, condition in the bodies of your people be healed instantly. Because diseases and pain and sickness is not of you. We rebuke the hand of the enemy. We rebuke the hand of the enemy. Arthritis, we address you. Confusion, we rebuke you. We declare that the power of God comes over them. Oh yes, healing of pain in their hearts, in their lungs, kidney, that is failing. We speak and we address it in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.